Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to yet another episode of the Shock Factor podcast where I may not be physically with them, but mentally and emotionally, I am joined by Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman. Fellas, how are we doing this week? So good, Steve. Uh, I'm so glad to be back uh, at my desk. I know our first episode of the regular season, we were uh, in our respective spring training hotel rooms, but now I am back at my college baseball battle station. I was locked in today for Seattle against San Francisco on ESPN Plus, and I am so excited to be looking at your adorable face on this stream, on this podcast. Uh, and Jake too, I guess. But Steve, you are, uh, it's much more the, of a special occasion. The rumors are true. Steve is getting cuter with age. Uh, I do what I can. You know, it's, I rub a lot of oil on my face every morning. It's olive oil. Just, you get a big vat of it from Costco. It's a hell of a deal. And mm. if you ever stumble on a slip and slide, you're ready. Now, yeah. Jake, not what I, I thought noble- you were going to say, but <laughs> here we are. Here we are. It's the way we go. Now, Jake, I got to know before we get into this episode, are we going to be adding sunglasses as we go? I see you have two <laughs> pairs currently. I do not know how bright it is in New York City right now, but yeah. it, is it something to keep an eye, yeah. eye out for? Yeah, for, it's really it's it has mostly to do with our future, which is so bright that I must wear shades. I, I'm just going to bring this up now, Steve, because I've this has been a topic of conversation in, in my household recently. Are you gentlemen aware of the the eclipse, the total eclipse that is coming up uh, in April? Of the heart? Uh, yeah, that's the only one I know. Okay, well, I'm just saying that I'm I'm aware. lucky enough to be be living in the direct uh, path, and I know there's been some discourse about how this will be impacting the Cleveland Guardians' uh, home opener in Major League Baseball. But I have not looked into what college baseball games will be impacted <laughs> by the eclipse in the beginning of April. But I will be doing that as soon as we are done here today. Uh, anyway, I brought that up because you mentioned uh, sunglasses and whatnot. Hey, Steve, did you watch college baseball this past weekend? I did watch college baseball this past. You stumbled week. into some. You stumbled I, across some college baseball. Yeah, I was walking. I was walking in this little town called Jacksonville, and I saw this little alleyway, and there's this man who had many coats on, and I said, "Wow, look <laughs> at that man and his many coats." And he he peeled back one layer of the coats and said, "Hey, buddy." You like college baseball? Follow me. Followed this man. Turned out it was Kyle oh. Peterson. It was Kyle so Peterson. K- you won baseball. You remember him? It was him yeah. in the alleyway. Who, who he had college, college baseball. He had college baseball mm-hmm. taped to the inside of a, a big jacket. Yeah, the ad was right there. He goes right at the park. We're going to have Iowa, Wichita State, Auburn, and your friends, your friends from Virginia, right at the Jumbo Stadium. <laughs> Hey, hey, little boy, Blake Gurns around the corner. Just follow me. And I, I think <laughs> so he saw me. Jordan. He saw me itching a little bit weird. And speaking of just randomly running into someone around the corner, I ran into Keaton Anthony just walking down the street. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which, Keaton Anthony, what's up? I will awesome listen. to see him. You know, I, I love his path of, okay, the NCAA is going to, you know, make me sit out a year. <laughs> just go pro. Whatever. No problem. That's fine. You should, I'll still you go do done it. the same thing, Steve. How was it seeing uh ball in person and seeing your friend, Brian and the other yeah. who's do you another year gone for you. Mm-hmm. 
And the further we get away from your peak, right? This is year three of doing the podcast. The further Mm -hmm. we get along, (laughs) you're getting more and more washed up and knowing fewer and fewer people on the University of Virginia baseball team. Was there a different feeling seeing them this past weekend than there was last year in Omaha? I, I mean, it was certainly different because there's no Geloffs. There's, there is a teal, though. and this They're is all out of Geloffs. <laughs> They're out of Geloffs, but they do have a teal. And the teal closes games. He does it a little bit different than I would, um, personally. He looks a little bit different out there, too. A little bit more athletic, throws way faster. But it, it was very strange seeing them because... I always go in first time seeing a team during the season. I've probably talked about this team on the internet before, and you spend your whole life getting told, Hey, watch out for strangers on the internet. So I am becoming more and more of a stranger on the internet for these fellows at UVA. There's only a few guys on that roster. I think one or two who have actually seen me naked in a locker room. And that's scary for me. That's concerning. That makes me feel really, really old. Can I ask you a question? Is UVA, if we were to rank all the D1 baseball programs by players on their roster who've seen you naked, is UVA still the number one team in the country? No, no. That's play number one in the country of players who've are we who's ranked? What like, team is ranked one in seen Steve nude? Well, Rutgers. Well, not Rutgers. Well, maybe Rutgers. Maybe Rutgers. What? Alabama, definitely. Alabama's seen me nude. Um, This is the thing, though, because they saw me nude at UVA and then transferred. Make them feel you. Wake Forest, Tate Ballestero, see me nude a plethora of times. I I will say. You're implying that, like, the whole Rutgers team had seen you naked. No, just like he's just, just thinking about up. all of his fellow old boys that have transferred and are still playing. I know, but it was like Steve, who's yeah. the number one team in the country? He's seen you naked the most, and but, he doesn't miss a beat. He just goes, "Well, Rutgers." <laughs> well, you got to think of like number of people. So Rutgers had Evan Slight and Jason Hoops last year. <laughs> Evan Slight transferred to Alabama, which therefore through the transitive property of Nude Steve. Mm-hmm. They they are lumped in. Okay, um, unfortunate. Okay. Sure, <laughs> let's let's get this back on a on a clothes track here and talk <laughs> about UVA the baseball team because I think Steve, your point about the fact that as you move farther away, you know the Aiden. I mean Aiden Teal, of course, he knows about you because he's a Teal. But you know Henry Ford, for example, and then maybe some of the next that this next wave. You know Bryson Moore, a nice impressive freshman pitcher. As far as they're concerned, you're 40 years old, right? And yeah. so and so that will be an adjustment for you, especially you know, if we see them in Omaha again. But you got to watch the Who's. They did come out on top in Jacksonville. I love when they give trophies to the winners of these fake tournaments. It makes oh. me so happy. Uh, they, they went undefeated on the weekend, correct? Mm-hmm. Undefeated on the weekend. Get a brand new belt, which means goodbye loose pants. These are <laughs> not sagging. None of that. It is clean and proper. Got the new belt. The belt is really cool, by the way. They had this nice, like, light blue to it with all the teams on it, on the little insignia, if that's a word I'm using correctly. Yeah, it's really cool. Almost. So tell me who I need to know about on Virginia this year, mm-hmm. um, besides the guys we already know about, right? I mean, obviously, coming off of last year, we we know about, you know, Griff O'Farrell, maybe he's leveled up offensively, but we know about him. We know about even Jack O'Connor. I know he's struggled so far. We know about, you know, Jay Wolfolk. We know about Ethan Anderson. Who who do we who are some new characters here? Freshmen or guys taking a step forward? So much like Jake, I know you like history. So much like in the 1900s, the whole nation needs to be once again excited about Henry Ford and what he is doing. Because that kid, he he's clutch and he delivers. He delivers time and time again. For the Who's, he delivered a walk-off double with the bases loaded to complete a comeback. But he he's really someone who impressed me just with how simple his swing is and how much power he produces out of it. And then yeah. Anthony Stefan is another guy who I think is going to end up being really big for them, honestly. He's really solid, just a really good left-handed bat and has a lot of versatility defensively. Can we just for 45 seconds talk about Henry Ford's name 
because mm. his parents, respectfully, it's an odd choice. If your last name is Ford, I would argue that you could pick anything in the world except for Henry. Okay. Unless you are related to Henry Ford in some way. It is a hilarious choice to me. He has two sisters are named Tulip and Ruby. Okay. Mm. According to his UVA player page. Those are great names. Those are very cool names. Ruby Ford. It, it, Ford I, great, I feel like, name? I feel like that's telling me we could have gotten more creative, let alone avoiding the confusing Google searches. We got to call him Hank. We got to call <laughs> this kid Hank. If he's going to be a big leaguer one day, we cannot have a big leaguer named Henry Ford, okay? Now, I do like the idea of calling him, you know, he keeps the line moving. He's a real assembly line type guy. <laughs> right? I like that. It's never going to stop. That's why you got to go with Henry. It's the forbidden fruit that tastes the sweetest, you know? Dude, he's built tough, this guy. My, um... I said that on the broadcast. It's a layup. It's easy. <laughs> did. I, can, I just hope he he's less... I hope he's less anti-Semitic than the actual Henry Ford. That's all I'm saying. It's a pretty low bar. Good. Uh, I would say <laughs> that um, that my favorite thing about Henry Ford, uh, besides the fact that he has like a 1300 OPS as a as a true freshman, is he's he's born in Charlottesville. Um, now I understand mm. he went to uh, the Baylor. A school in Tennessee, which is a, a private kind of boarding school that's that's produced a lot of pro players, D1 players. But this this guy is is I mean he's he's right there in their backyard, right? Um, I know. I guess he went away from Charlottesville for high school, but for him to be at UVA is is pretty cool. I guess that the, the reason I bring that up, Steve, is did you have anyone did you play with UVA who was a Charlotte's Charlottesville zone? Because um, that's yeah, something that feels uh... at least yeah. It's Our okay shortstop. if I'm I'm putting you on the on the spot here, but no, 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 you're you're good. Our shortstop was Nick Kent, who is from Charlottesville. He mm -hmm. played at St. Anne's Belfield or something. It was mm -hmm. called Stab, is what all the locals <laughs> called it. Ooh, I don't I don't know, um, but <laughs> acronyms are just a great way for me to not know what the word actually means. If I'm being honest with you, yeah. I just, I just love, and we can get off UVA here for a second. I want to hit hit some of the other teams you saw. I just love when really good college baseball players happen to be from where the yeah. school is. Like that's mm -hmm. not, especially when it's a place like Charlottesville that's not an enormous metropolitan area. Um, it's great. So we're rooting for you, Henry Ford. Even if uh, your name will never, ever, 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 ever be first on Hank. any Google search ever. So Hank. sorry about that. We never know. We never know. That's the fun part of it. It's gonna take a lot of home runs. Um, I would say, it, uh, but it any starts with a couple, Steve, what, and he's, he's well on his way. Any other besides UVA, they obviously look great. I'm sure you got to see your friend, Brian, any other, uh, big takeaways, individual players. Um, so it was, it was Auburn, it was Iowa and Wichita state with the other three teams. Mm -hmm. So on Auburn, Ike Irish, he's the real deal. Everybody knows that Bobby. Now that's the name. Back. Another Bobby. Name that... Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Ike Irish. You talk about alliteration. It's beautiful. It's phenomenal. I don't, is Ike short for, is it short for Eichel or something like that? I don't really know, but I really like the name Ike. But anyway. Isaac, get, get dude. Off. I uh, assume I it's Isaac, but maybe that not. That makes sense. Eichel. Or it's short for Michael and Ike is Ike. short for Eichel. Yeah, definitely I Isaac. I don't know. I don't Confirmed know. Isaac. I crush baseballs. I don't know, but either way, oh. he is the truth when it comes to Hitting baseballs behind the plate, he looked very solid at times. There were other times where it was a little shaky, but, you know, that's all coming with learning the position and kind of really adjusting at this level to it. But I was really impressed with him. And then Bobby Pierce, of course, you know, it's a big news thing when he announces he's coming back over the summer and he absolutely delivered. He had multiple home runs and he kind of had this one where it looked like he robbed it. I haven't done the actual math to see if he did, in fact, bring it back, but I was really impressed with him. Um, and then just going through the other teams this weekend, seeing Brody Brecht is like going to the movie theaters and seeing the movie Cars. You're always going to love what you see. You're always going to be impressed with the athleticism. And it, it it was. It was Cars. Brody Brecht is the Lightning McQueen. His fastball was fast. His slider was doing interdimensional things that I do not understand. And here's, it here's a thought about Brody Brecht. Yeah. Is he a ripoff? 
because you're seeing less of his pitches per dollar than anyone else in college baseball. You see my point? Like, if you go and you watch a kid throwing 85, you're getting oh. more time, more airtime of the baseball in flight oh, per dollar. Whereas for, you know, Brecht, it's like, you know, blinking, you'll miss it. You know, is that a good thing for the sport? Yeah. And you got, you got to factor in, you have to have a special set of pupils to be able to watch that slider the whole way. <laughs> yeah. There's a good halfway through, it turns black. It, it just yeah. goes out. Lights go out. Yeah. It seems like the Iowa starting pitching has generally lived up to the hype. Bullpen, maybe not so much. Maybe we need to get Steve in Iowa jersey and have him I, go get I, some I, outs. Uh, but I'm I'm sticking with the Hawkeyes. Listen, I know their only win recently was against Loris. I'm not going to count that in our team's draft records. Don't worry. Shouts out to our D3 homies. But uh, it seems like Iowa, Breck still is advertised. What was the scouting presence there, by the way? Was it, you know, it was, it was good buzzing? scouting presence. Yeah. Um, the San Diego Padres scouting director was there. So Whoa, scoop important. I don't know how, I, I don't know the rankings, but that seems more important than just uh, I covered this area, right? Am, yeah, I, am I wrong in that sure. assessment? Padres picking 25th. Don't think Brody yeah. Breck will be there at 25, but do not. You know, Marcus Morgan will be. <laughs> so we'll we'll see uh we'll see who else is uh is available. And maybe if, if the Padres draft someone from the from the Jacksonville Classic, that'll be a good good little dope there. Good little scoop there. But uh Sam Peterson was another guy I was really impressed with on their on their team. He he found a ball off of his shin, like one of those rockets where it, it clearly hurts, hit his shin, hit his toes too. I would have been down for the count. The very next pitch, he hits a ground ball to shortstop, beats it out for an infield single. Get, I, I'm not certain how he scored, but he ends up scoring in about a minute and 30 seconds using his speed. And I was like, that that's insane because that's a flat tire. Everybody knows that. You shouldn't be running after that. Yes. Good call. Uh, Sam, I remember he was pretty impressive when we saw him uh, in Round Rock last year. Uh, but yeah, Iowa, I'm sure we'll be talking about them more. Anything on Wichita State? I mean, the thing about Wichita State is that their whole team left. <laughs> yeah. So, so like there. Bunch of guys what... going on vacation, just getting to know each other. <laughs> Again, mm-hmm. you have a coaching change and you have some some talented players hitting the portal pretty hard. But who who are so I know Seth Stroh's still there. We've mentioned him. Anyone I know they, you know, again, pitching we're not super uh, optimistic about, but any anything about, about Wichita before we move on? Yeah, so Wichita, what really impressed me was just like how well the team appeared to have meshed in the short time that they've been together. Like they played really cohesively as a team, but also just like vibe-wise, this team was laughing the whole entire time. Like they weren't taking any game too seriously when I talked to them. They were all just like, look, no one expects anything out of us this year. So if we do anything, that's cool. So we're playing like the most carefree baseball. And so I I, I spoke with our coach, Brian Green, and I was really impressed with him because his whole mindset was just like, look, why not? Why not be good, essentially? And why not have a good time while we do it? And he seems like he's the type of guy who really cares that his players like enjoy the time they spend playing college baseball as well. Yeah. And Brian Green's the guy we, we talked last year, uh, the video of him uh, getting real rowdy. And I believe if I recall, this was like Wazoo. a preseason. I know it was, he was at Washington state and it was a video of him basically getting real hype in the, in the, in the locker room. It was like in fall ball. Like it was not during the season <laughs> where he was, um, definitely taking his shirt off and, and getting pretty rowdy, and now he's at Wichita State. So, uh, glad, I'm glad you had a, such a phenomenal time in Jacksonville, Steve. Yeah, not really many people did. do, I imagine. So, I really did. Also, Jesus. I do want to shout out one pitcher on Wichita who really stood out. He shoved. It's a lefty, number 17. His name is Caden Favors. He mm-hmm. just carved. He was like, he was a pitch clock's dream in the sense that like. I feel the pitch clock helped him get in a rhythm and he just stayed in it throughout the game. So he was someone I was really impressed with. He showed when he got the ball. So keep an eye on him. Uh, Shouts out to all of the participants in the round rock or not round rock in the Jacksonville classic round rock. There's so many tournaments now. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's really cool that we have all these different pods of teams, but like, 
used to be we only had like one or two a weekend. Now there's like seven. <laughs> it's very difficult to to keep up with it. So Jake, I want to kick it to you here. What were yeah. what were you watching uh, this past weekend? I know we were not seeing it with our own two eyes, but uh, we were yeah. we were keeping our eye on our respective devices. So, what college baseball did you watch? I watched a lot of Vandy, except mm. for the inning that they bungled it on Sunday <laughs> against Gonzaga. I thought that game was done and dusted, and so I switched off of it and then came back, and they had lost, and I was very confused. I watched a lot of Vandy. I watched a lot of TCU, UCLA. That was a really fun series. Yep. TCU is a machine, man. That is a really good team. Dude, with, when Cole A-Belt Klecker, came in. I forgot about Cole Klecker's blonde hair. When when A-Belt came in for the to close the first, or maybe the Saturday game, I think. Dog. Holy crap, man. That is a, a one hell of a... You know, when, especially when like you have the relief faces. Of course, we've had the older older guys, you know, come in and, and dominate, like Steve. Uh, but when you're coming in as a freshman and you can be that good out of the bullpen, I know he's in his second year now, especially as a lefty. He is he's real news. Yeah, TCU. I think we we probably all uh, underestimated a little bit. That was maybe a maybe a whiff on our part. Well, um, they, you know what it is. We just hate the grind. That yeah. is probably true. Look, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yeah. the fact that they're a small school from Texas. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's their what they say in the grind. Their words not like, ours. Not, their words not ours. I'm not commenting on their iPads or their higher education numbers. That's all them. Um, Steve, but you know who else? You know who else? You know who else grinds, Steve? Who? Soldiers. Soldiers do grind. <laughs> And while we're talking about soldiers, have you heard of the 2025 Soldier Tank BB Corp baseball bat by Soldier Sports? This isn't just any bat. It's not just any bat, Jake. It's lighter and it's hotter than any of its predecessors. This is thanks to its infused power alloy technology, or as I like to call it, its iPad. iPad. That creates an ultra big, ultra hot sweet spot crafted from over two and a half years of research and development. I think we're at 2.75 years of research and development by now. The soldier tank is the perfect blend of. Yeah. Can you imagine focusing on one thing for 2.5 years? No, God, no. I (laughs) couldn't go 2.5 seconds. Yeah. Shouts out to the folks at soldier sports for accomplishing. That is. You can never dream of. Just they start every day drinking orange juice from concentrate and it's designed for both power and contact hitters. It features a formula for success. Here comes the math. Look away if you're scared of numbers. Speed times mass times impact equals extreme power. I've seen it swung. Even the miss hits have juice with the soldier tank. This bat is priced at an incredible $311, which is well worth it to swing the top scoring BB core bat ever. I watched it take its SATs, $1,600 first try. They are selling out fast, though, so head over to soldiersports.us to secure yours today. Thanks, Soldier Sports. Thank you. Thank you, Soldier Sports. Uh, Uh, Steve, idea I had about Soldier Sports branded segment. How did the soldiers play this weekend? I love this. Army, Navy, Air Force, those protecting our nation. Did they protect the ball field? In fact, it's funny you ask, Steve, because did you know that Navy played Air Force this weekend in a a civil war? (laughs) 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 Some military infighting as Navy... Was sunk by the Air Force in a three-game sweep with the planes winning seven to one, ten to zero, and four to two over Where, the boats. That was home games, right? For Navy? Uh no, they're all in North Carolina. Oh, okay. That, mm-hmm. that makes more sense the because Air Force grounds. played Air Force uh lost to UNC Wilmington today, and so I was a little bit confused yeah. about the geography and, there. And meanwhile, Army. Uh, the West Pointers uh, had an odd weekend, losing to Fordham mm. before beating Stetson in Maine. So this Whoa. has been your soldier sports, soldier and all roundup. If you're if you're curious, Coast Guard season they are D three. They do not start until March sixth. So yeah. we'll check back in on them later if this season. We forgot your favorite service academies baseball team. 
let us know on Twitter. Uh, Steve, you, Steve, we now transition to the giblet tickler of the week. Uh, who you got? Now, <laughs> Jake, you good? Yeah, I'm loving this, dude. I love doing this show. <laughs> I I love doing it too, man. And you know what I love about doing this show? I remember, and I remember to focus on who tickled my giblet. You know, taking time out of every weekend to spend ten to fifteen minutes just sitting there thinking. <laughs> who really who really made it happen for me this week and it was the texas longhorns not only did they sweep this weekend but they did not allow an entire run the whole weekend <laughs> they, allow <laughs> half run? they they didn't allow half didn't allow a point didn't allow two and a half years of research and development going into the power alloy technology whoa, whoa, no, whoa. no runs that's over whoa. that's over that's over Sorry, it's just, you know, I'm a machine. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, pitching staff's doing that. That'll tickle the giblets. That'll get the attention. LeBaron Johnson Jr. did exactly what he always does. Gage Bohm came out and had two outings out of the pen and just absolutely shoved. So we love to see that here on the Shock Factor. So thank you, Texas Longhorns pitching staff, for tickling the giblets. Uh, While we're in Texas, mm, I think we should mm. talk about Texas a and that's a good place to do it. Come up of the century, okay? I think I what did I call this, Steve? The Xlax Award for most increase in shits given about a particular yeah. team. Our approach or our understanding of Texas A&M was and has been influenced greatly by how unenjoyable they were to watch in the 2022 College World Series. They were the greatest slog in the history of the sport, a brutal watch and a great ball club. And so last year I had no interest in watching Texas A&M. They have turned the beat around, Steve. They have turned the beat around. They have, and they've done it. They, they were a kill them with paper cuts team in 2022. I truly believe that, you know, we have the many, many mound visits, the many, many pitching changes, and all, all the time it takes for a Texas A&M ball game to happen, even with the pitch clock happening. And now, in, 20, in 2023, 2024 is the season. That's the year, yeah, yeah. That's, that's this year as time goes on. I want their games to be longer. I feel like there's something always happening. I agree. I would say now maybe we were not like, I'm just looking at like, okay, what's different, right? I mean, I think that's an obvious place to start. What is different? So they have a new pitching coach. Uh, his name is Max Wiener. He is a, a huge reason why my favorite major league baseball team is very successful as he was a mm. Seattle Mariners uh, pitching coordinator for the last several seasons. Now he is, uh, you know, pitching coach, assistant coach with the Aggies, a team that through their 7-0 start has a .76 ERA, so that seems to be working. He seems to indeed be coaching the pitchers quite well. Um, but what is actually different? Who is a part of this team that is different than last year? Uh, because Jace Laviolette was there last year as a freshman, you know, and he was he was awesome. Ryan Targach, veteran player, he was there. He was awesome. Some of their pitching, right? Chris Cortez was there. Troy Wansing was there. Um, you know, Ryan Prager was hurt, but like these are guys. Who, okay, so then what's different? And the answer is Braden Montgomery. Duh. Okay, right. That's the high profile one coming over from Stanford. He's a switch hitting, you know, outfielder. He's I guess he has not pitched yet. So, but even as a position player, huge impactful player. Ali Camarillo. He comes over from Cal State. You know, Northridge. He's a really talented infielder. Gavin Grahovic, a very 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 talented, highly talented oh. freshman. And that's a guy who, in his summer before his senior year, had a ton of buzz as a potential top three-round pick. And then he kind of got lost in the shuffle. He wasn't that great in the spring. Ends up not getting the money he's looking for out of the draft. And now it's like, oh, man, he's, he's absolutely one of the most impactful freshmen in the country. But I think the guy that we have to highlight, Steve, is a gentleman by the name of Hayden Schott. Not shock. Shot. Shot. The shot factor. The shot factor. Yeah. Okay. The shot, the it's shot. Coming. This is now, this is now the shot factor podcast for the next three minutes. Okay. I'm with because, you. Because Hayden shot, by the way, also Jackson Appel. Okay. We got two Ivy League transfers coming into Texas AM and they are just 
They are bringing the juice from the most unlikely places. Do we have a transfer class smarter than Texas A&M's? Because Brady Montgomery's ACT score, that's high, right? We got him. We got, we got Brady Montgomery from Stanford. We got Jackson DePaul from Penn. We got Hayden Shaw from Columbia. And we got Ted Burton from Michigan. Okay? We are really just bringing in the, the top of the top. Of the, Troy Wenson came up from Purdue. Like, well, these are some damn good schools. But why is Hayden Shot so important, Steve? You point out to us, if you want to know about Texas A&M, just pull up Hayden Shot's Twitter page. I would say he is officially in the category of baseball player who is genuinely funny. This man yes. who delivered the Lord Tubbington nickname to Jay Slaviolette and is, has continued to give us so many just hilarious either insights or just jokes about his teammates. Even through two weeks, I am having a great time following Hayden Schott's Twitter account. And I am so excited. And, and by the way, he's also, you know, it's not like Hayden Schott isn't also hitting 370. You know, he's he's balling out as well. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm in, man. He's, he's really, you know, made this team uh, so much more lovable. The kid is an absolute X factor in such a good way. I remember when I interviewed Jay Slaviolette for this podcast back in the fall or back in winter, Hayden was there just in the room with him while they were doing it. And he was just messing with him the whole time. He is an all-time vibes guy from through and through from what I've seen. And he also hits nukes, which that that's an important piece of it. But I think the most important thing I saw from his Twitter this weekend was Coach Schloss, of course, got win number 900. And Hayden, he, he quotes it and says, congrats, Coach, 900 is a lot of times to do a thing, but it's all about perspective. Now let's get 901. <laughs> and that's just so great. That's just so great. He's, he holding, he's, he's, just, he's like, holding his I coach accountable. It, it really is. It's like, okay, good, but what's next? And and here's the thing. Here's the thing about Hayden Shot. This guy has seen some shit. Okay. Some shot. He this is not just, oh, okay, Ivy League transfer. This man was only at Columbia for one season. He was at a junior college in California before that. He's from California, from Southern California. He went to high school at a military academy in Indiana. Okay. Soldier sports. <laughs> soldier sports. I shout that shoulder sports. Did he soldier take sports. the SAT with the soldier tank BB Corbett? He probably. He goes okay. from there. He must have if he ended up. So being it's able military. To it's military academy in Indiana, California JUCO, Columbia, <laughs> Texas A and M. Yes. Now that's any, grind TCU. <laughs> is there anything more different than a military academy <laughs> than a California JUCO? Is there two more opposite places? I would that's say a Texas JUCO. Yeah. Is, yeah, okay. that's is true. more different. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, is I just want to know so much more about this gentleman and I'm sure he will be on the podcast on his own at some point. And most importantly, we are watching the Aggies and we're having a good time. Hey, everyone, we're going to take a quick break from our discussion to hear a couple ads from our sponsors. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Anyway, uh, that's also a good transition to uh, one more topic. Uh, Steve, Steve just abandoned us, Jake. What just happened? Did, did you Steve's see that? Gone. Steve's gone. Yeah. Steve just left. Wait, so what? what is this show now if there's it's no the shot? <laughs> Steve's, Steve's back. What happened? What happened? My, I was trying there? to swap screens because I have notes and I have the whole flow of it too. And for whatever reason, my laptop decided to just exit okay. out of browser. You're fine. Steve, you're, you're I good. love you, dude. You are the best. All right. Um, uh, one more topic before we, we start bouncing around our, uh, moments, uh, do our teams of the week and then, uh, say goodbye. Uh, Texas A&M is undefeated. Uh, there are 16 undefeated teams remaining. Uh, we don't have to name all of them. Uh, some yeah, of these too many. Will, will come up later, but are there anyone else here? I mean, Jake, you saw St. Louis, they've scored 104 runs in seven games. I don't know how many runs they scored in your, 
in your game, but we have Alabama and Arkansas State. They are the only two eight and no teams. We got a handful of, of sixes and sevens, but always fun tracking the undefeateds. Um, anyone in this uh, group you you would like to shout out, Jake, uh, and then Steve? Yeah, before we move on. I mean the St. Louis UVA is here. Kings, yep. You know, mm-hmm. well, UVA being undefeated at this point in the year, we're very used to that considering they play. Well, know, and Chat, yeah. they play Chat GPT. <laughs> most right, okay. not, this not, this not this weekend. Not this weekend. Not this weekend. That's the thing. There's not a, not at the best outside of Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> That's if damn. you if you look at what who out you know Alabama who's undefeated you know Georgia you know yeah okay these are not uh, let's we'll so two weeks. I saw St. Louis put up 15 runs okay. okay here they've put up 13 21 15 10 20 17 and eight runs the fewest they've scored in a game is eight now they've played illinois state st thomas lindenwood and western illinois which is not exactly you know holiday oswald hamels no. and co and yeah so it's again there's there's a range we do have of course duke florida state's in here arkansas state okay no they haven't really played anybody but they did beat ole miss at ole miss okay that's not nothing even if ole miss is a little messy that's a that's a pretty impressive win for them we're like ole miss um and shouts out to austin jaslov who i'm i'm, I'm giving him the direct shout out here oh. with my name tennessee transfer who has yeah, been the most i think he's leading the country in hits with and he has five homers so I guess he got squeezed out of playing time uh, in in Knoxville and was like, peace, going to Arkansas State. Now he's balling out. So shouts out to Austin. Wow. Uh, there ain't no. Very cool. Um, As someone but- who has been defeated, I respect <laughs> this group quite a bit. Steve, yeah. do you want to shout out one undefeated team before we move on to bouncing around some moments? I mean, Duke, of course, we know they're good. We've talked about that them team's good, really Florida, good. Yeah. Florida State. Coming yeah. coming from the woodworks, and I believe in this undefeated meaning something. This means something for the Florida State Seminoles. Like coming out to a hot start kind of makes a statement of look, we were off kilter for a little bit, but guess what? We have back, we have backed up and gotten back onto the kilter. And I think Florida State's really doing that this year. They have just a ton of talent with guys like Cam. <laughs> i'm laughing at back on, on the kilter kil- on yeah kilter. i, I don't know is it re-kiltered? No, I mean, it is now. We, no 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 we it's, it's the doesn't matter steve's lack of understanding of the english language <laughs> leads to situations where he uses it in ways that i never could dream of and been, i'm so lucky that i get to share not only an earth but a podcast with such a person Amen, brother. I believe the same could be said about Dr. Seuss, you know? <laughs> uh, I believe I it could. But no, I'm very flattered by that. But I think James Tibbs is another guy who's going to put up close to 30 home runs this year that I think more people need to be aware of that, aware of that development. Because over the summer, he played in the Cape and he he had a double-digit home run season on the Cape, which, like, never happens. So... I'm really looking forward to see what they can do the rest of the year. Of course, they have Cam Leiter, which everyone's very excited about him, and you should. Very, very good uh, shout-out there. And we will hit on some of those other teams later when we check in on our team's draft. But, Steve, let's bounce around your timeline and some others, uh, some of our favorite moments of the week. I think we should start, again, uh, I've addressed the Austin Jaslov name. Let's address the locked-in-a-bathroom jokes uh, and begin – uh in i guess this was texas a&m right uh against wagner so i guess we're sticking down there in, in college station uh tell me what happened tell me what happened here uh steve yeah explain and, so, and did you this is this feels like the kind of situation that you also got dms about so if you have any uh the idea of getting being a college baseball player locked in a bathroom and instead of messaging any of my teammates <laughs> i just immediately messaged the big donkey just to like, <laughs> or, or like the authorities. It's like, yo, dude, LOL. I so I'm taking a dump right now in this game, and I'm no, locked I'm in. I'm locked in. <laughs> talk about my biggest fear as someone who would do anxiety bathroom visits between innings. I was always panicking to like get back out, get back out on time. I didn't want a single fan knowing that I had to potty. I couldn't have that going on, but. Unfortunately for the Wagner outfielder, Albert Serrano, he found himself in my absolute nightmare situation where he locks the bathroom door behind himself. He's behind the dugout, just ready to go back out between innings. 
door doesn't come unlocked. I don't know if he goes number one, number two. I do not know the details of the visit to the bathroom, but I do know that he is stuck in there for a good amount of time. They post a picture of what they had to do to the lock to to get it open. They like essentially had to jaws a life this door. I think they put it in some rice. I think it's going to get fixed. Yeah. But just I cannot imagine one. There was like a standing ovation for this guy coming out of the bathroom, which I have only gotten boos and groans coming out of a bathroom that I've been. Well, in so that's the with. thing. So that's what's so funny about this is like if this player took a really stinky dump and then he has the authorities like bring him out of the bathroom like who's to say who is to say he's not pooping and he's just like having a really bad trip and he's like look i need some time oh no door is not unlocking <laughs> oh. pulling it shut so they can't pull him out you know so, so he I, can get help, some extra time help me i just want to say um this episode is brought to you by Poopery. I love. If you're the- locked in a bathroom during a college baseball game, and you're self-conscious about the people trying to get you out, use Poopery. So the tweet I see from Andrew Healy, who seems to be in the AM stadium oh. ops. <laughs> I love the teamwork here. We clearly have several Texas AM, and then what appears to be. From what I can gather from the Wagner roster, I believe this is assistant coach Kyle Bessel, um, who is seems to be kind of on his knee, kind of getting ready to to, to you know jam this this door oh, open. Hey, oh, hey, I'm gonna get you uh, out of here! I'm gonna uh, get you out of here! I, I wish they brought like a like a full blown like like FBI battering ram <laughs> would have been. I don't know if they have one of those uh, down at Bluebell Park, but. I just, it's a college baseball emergency. My, my last feel locked in the bathroom. My last question about this, Steve, which was this on Sunday or anyway, the the thing, the thing I just want to say, Oh, this was on Saturday. The thing I just want to say is respect to Wagner who have opened their season at UNC and at Texas A&M. They're Owen six. They've given up a million runs, but this is the kind of I, – I love this so much. I don't care where they end up. Now they're going to go play Seton Hall this week and probably kick their ass yeah. on Tuesday. But it's their like... season to this point has been the equivalent of getting locked in a bathroom. <laughs> um, yeah. So I will say, I... when they agreed to go play these games, they were not worried that the facilities were going to be an issue. So the irony of going to Bluebell so Park so and true. getting locked in a bathroom is very funny to me. I got to you... say, gents, we're on a college baseball podcast. We have talked about so many things without mentioning Hagen Smith or Travis Bazana. And I feel like we owe it to our listeners to check that box. So I will kick okay. it to you, Jordan Schusterman and Stephen Schott. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is, again, like these are the obvious headlines, but they do deserve to be mentioned. As we said earlier, there are many a tournament happening, many a pods and pools and all these different nice ballparks. Arkansas and Oregon State were down at Globe Life playing um, in Arlington. And Hagen Smith struck out 17 batters in six innings on Friday night. Not just uh, 17 batters, 17 Oregon State Beavers. And that is not a small, that is not a small uh, feat because Oregon State, as they would prove for the rest of the weekend and as they have proved for the rest of the season, could be a top five lineup in the whole uh, country. And Hagen Smith was like, that's fine. I'm a lefty throwing 97 with uh, a plus-plus slider, and you have no chance, including Travis Pizana, who looked like a fool with his pants on the ground uh, in that game. Whereas the rest of the weekend, he was absolutely obliterating baseballs. I believe he had four batted balls of 109 exit velos in the last game, which is something that we just do not see. I don't care how juiced the balls are, how juiced the bats are. I don't care. Chavis Pizana is special, and it's it's also clear that he he already had all the, the the pure hit tool was already there. The approach, everything was there. He went to driveline, did try to add power this year, and it's already showing up in games. He is amazing. Hagen Smith is amazing. And now we have mentioned the two uh, standouts of the weekend. So that was efficient. But, yeah. Steve, I'm sure you have some thoughts on this, guys. I, I want to mention the most important thing about Travis Bazzani this weekend is I saw a tweet from Aaron Fit on Twitter saying that not only was Travis Bazzani really good at baseball, but he was super nice to Aaron afterwards, which that 
that goes a long way. But it, it was really cool to just see him absolutely going off and seeing that battle between Hagen Smith and Travis Bazana at the plate. But just Hagen Smith in general, absolutely carving. I know this offseason he worked a lot on like sharpening up his slagger, getting one that's a little bit tighter and not as much movement, but more of so just that power slider sort of profile. And I, it looked like he was mixing that with the bigger slider. And it, it was just absolutely lethal. I mean, we saw the results. So it was really just an awesome weekend. Shout out. big! The biggest winner this weekend was probably Flow Sports for that matchup. <laughs> Your you tweet know? made me we, laugh so much. Dude, whole, whole year worth of subscribing by accident. Completely worth it. Completely <laughs> worth it. In one game. One game just between those two. That's so true. thank you very much to the teams for competing in that tournament. It was it was fun to watch. Uh, Steve, I want to move to a thing you have on the document that says Miami might have lost, but we'll never know. This is a tweet uh, yes. from the Canes baseball account, and it is the classic uh, uh, Uno meme. Uh, and in this case, they use it as to say, Post the final score graphic or, you know, draw 25 and the guy has 25 cards. Now, here's a game I want to play here, Steve. I don't know what happened in this game. Jake, do you know what happened in this game? Okay, so how no. bad of a score do we think it was? Do you know what the score actually was, Steve? I don't even know who they were playing. Yeah, I, I okay, know, I know the beats. I'll keep okay, them up us. so I am honest and accurate with so, you. I want Jake and I, because I have no idea. Like, I'm trying to think of how bad it would have to be for them to think. So there's two options. I don't they even know who got, they played. They either got kicked in. They got kicked in by a bad team yeah. by five runs, or they got blown out by a good team. <laughs> I'm going to say they've actually in between. I'm going to split the difference. They lost to, like, Miami of Ohio at home <laughs> <No>. <laughs> by, like, 11 to 3. That would... Okay, I think they lost by at least 15 runs. I think that early in the season, the scores that we've been seeing, I don't know who they played. I think they lost by at least 15 runs. Steve, okay. what happened? I'm going to give happened? you a tidbit. They played the LIU Sharks. LIU. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're the Sharks. The LIU Sharks beat Miami by 15. I'm also assuming this game was at home. How many runs? LIE won four to two on Saturday. But the reason I love this graphic is I know them. Yeah, not that bad. Not that bad. They just, they just lost at home there, cool. LIU. Four to two. You know? win. It, it's a, it was well earned. Well earned. You know, that's a scrappy. I almost, I was on a team that, you know, we blew it in the ninth, but we almost had a three to two victory. Ended up being a four three loss. But okay, I would have loved out, to time see out, that. Time out, time out, yeah. time out. That is not the correct use of this meme. <laughs> no, no, it is. It's post the no, final it score not. and draw 25. So you because draw 25. The implication, so the implication is we're so embarrassed by the outcome that we will draw 25, okay, right? And if you lose by two, that should not be embarrassing unless you think the LIU Sharky Sharks are hot garbage <laughs> in which case then you post this that's you, I, Jordan? yeah I, I i don't think it's an incorrect use of the meme it's just like okay it's saying something different than i <laughs> it's it's just funny again now as evidenced by their sunday 22 to 5 victory over said sharks did the sharks? What did the sharks post after that loss? <laughs> okay, that's a good question. Ouch. Um, but no, the reason Yikes. I really like <laughs> not no, our I, week. I, I, listen, um, I'm laughing at the tweet. It's great. It got great engagement and whatever. But but go ahead, Steve. Uh, the reason I love it is so I know the guy who runs a lot of Miami's creative department. <laughs> I played baseball with him in high school, and so. I, I saw him when I was at Coastal Carolina last weekend for the battle at the beach because his brother was playing for George Mason. And I was talking to him, and he was talking about how he'll post the final score graphic for losses, and everybody just, like, eats him alive. And he's like, look, I am a 26-year-old, 27-year-old who had no playing time tonight. I, I did not see the court this evening. I did not see the field this evening. So he was talking about it. And then he was like, yeah, the worst for me is when I have to post final score graphics. And it's like, look, I don't want to say we lost, 
but we have, we, we sold the spots to the sponsors. So, so LIU does not post when they lose. Okay. Which they is worse? Post, Which would you rather have? I don't like that. I gotta be honest with you. I think you, if you're going to post when it's sunny, okay, you got to post when it's cloudy. You got to take the good with the bad. If they posted final score four to two over Miami with the caption, yes, we did. Okay. That's awesome. But yeah. I think you got to wear your lumps. I think you, I think you do. I think you got to grind through the bad to, to earn the good. What do you think, Steve? Should teams oh, be contractually obligated to tweet their L's? I think so. I, I just think it's a matter of being real, you know, just being honest, yeah. being authentic. No one, like it's baseball. Why lie for the internet? We know we can Dude, Google it. Just save us our, the Google. Our new favorite Northeast program, the, the Wagner dump takers, mm. after they got trounced by Texas A&M on Sunday, 21 to 2, they posted back east on Tuesday with the final, final score. Love it. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> Staying away from the bathroom. <laughs> right. No, no. At worse. least we didn't get locked into a bathroom today. Twenty could have been worse. Could <laughs> have been worse. Um, let's pick uh one more thing here. Uh I tweet think your have... L's. That's the takeaway, friends. Tweet yeah. your L's. Tweet. Uh, let's yeah. quickly let's quickly talk about Tyler Wilson. Um, mm-hmm. This was probably another one of the more viral moments of the weekend. Uh, Tyler I'm Wilson. sick of these, dude. I'm so sick of these. Very good player at Grand Canyon. Game time Grand Slam against Nebraska. Wonderful bat flip. Uh, umpire ejects him. Listen, we don't have to do the, all the discourse. Oh, bat flip, of course we think, okay, yeah, duh. Of course we don't want guys to get ejected for bat flips. The only specific thing I want to hit on here is if you are an umpire, okay, and you are going to eject someone for a bat flip, how and when are you going to do it? Because this was, I, I like this one. <laughs> I like this one because he led him around the bases. He didn't like chase after him and, and yell at him as he rounded the bases. And then as soon as Tyler Wilson touches home, the umpire looks at the dugout and seems to say, he seems to put up at a four for his number. He says, four? Gone. <laughs> he says, four, you are out of here. He let him, listen, he didn't interrupt anything. He just said, all right, you've had your fun. Now it is time to go in timeout. Obviously, I don't think anyone should be ejected for a bad flip. However, I liked how the umpire handled this. I thought it was. I agree. I thought, it was, I, I, I thought that this was a this was a nice way uh, to not ruin the highlight uh, and to instead, you know, just yeah. make sure you're making your point as heard at the end. This is a, a great point, Jordan, because <laughs> usually when this happens, the umpire's being a me guy. Mm-hmm. The umpire's he like, wants look at me, look at me. spotlight. It's mm-hmm. like I'm going to do umping right mm-hmm. now. And the world will watch me shine. Yep. Not this guy. This guy's in it. He's in it for the love of the game, man. He's in it. This, yes. These, he has a code. This umpire has a code. It is a code that we on this podcast fundamentally disagree with. Okay. However, I got to respect it. I respect it. I respect it more than any a bat flip ejection I've ever seen. That's for damn sure. I, I think this is the one bat flip ejection where the umpire looks at the dugout and looks at the replay booth before going, hey, did we get all that? Can he, like, clip that for Instagram? He can. All right, four. He's gone. But good clip for the home run. <laughs> good clip. Did I go viral? Did Hey, you guys get any of that? You get that? <laughs> that was the big rolling. So anyway, um, obviously, I don't want like again because when we had the nonsense the last few years with the umps like pushing the guy down the line completely, oh. but this is a very practical like. All right, that was this too much. This is not Before, an ump show. This is an ump intervention. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I think you're right there. Uh, let's, let's, let's move on. Uh, Grayson Carter's throwing 103 miles an hour. I just wanted to mention that because college 103 is, is ludicrous. So let's keep an eye on oh, yeah. Steve, Carter. For all of the Jake and Jordan throwing hot water on, uh, phony exit velos. <laughs> this was a verified 103. This is this real a, deal. This was a track man 103. 
this is I love to hear that. That's the lasers. The laser one. Yeah, and and look, I know. I know. You know. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important because again, now I sound like such a hater. Um, the Ben Joyce numbers, I just. Uh, He was definitely throwing 103, but like the 105s and stuff, I just never felt like that was ever. (laughs) Get him the clip. Who cares? Clip it, you know? But Seeing 103 (laughs) in a college game is is absolutely ludicrous. So shouts out to Grayson Carter. All right, let's wrap up. Players, pitchers of the week. Steve, you go first. Uh, So I'm going to start off. Let's do players first. Let's do players first. Players first. Pitchers or players? No, they're not. Pitcher, pitcher position player. I'm going with Ben North from Creighton because he went three for four with two grand slams and a triple in one game while driving in 10 RBIs, and he was hit by a pitch, which makes sense because the other team was like, hey, you know what? Can't hit a grand <laughs> slam if I hit you. You know what? That's a foolproof, foolproof defense. Yeah. Two grand slams and a triple is a solid day at the yard. Jake, who is your player of the week? Devin Taylor at Indiana because I love, okay. So baseball's random and great players can be bad in short samples. And Devin Taylor has only had 29 at bats. Okay. He's like a big prospect for next year. Legit talent, legit talent for the Hoosiers. And he's been incredible right away. Like, it just unbelievable immediately. His average on the season is 552. He has three home runs so far. And over the weekend, he went seven for 11. Is that right? Yeah. Holy crap. It's pretty good. He went seven for 11 with three homers and uh, four walks in a sweep of Baylor. I've been very impressed with Devin Taylor. I will be I will be driving down to Bloomington to see this Indiana offense at some point this spring. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, my pick is Jack Winnay. What do you guys remember about Jack Winnay? Am I pronouncing that correctly, J- uh, Steve? You are. You are. And you're raising um, your hand. Uh, what What do you remember about uh, Jack Winnay? A um, Wake Forest when, Wake Forest outfielder. When Nick Kurtz got Nick Hurts. Jack Winnay came into the lineup to hit for him and got his second start of the season or second appearance of the season. Mm-hmm. I remember his start, start appearance start. against a small startup team, just a small school from Louisiana named Louisiana State University. Mm-hmm. And he, he held his own. You know, he did well. Yeah, but it was an absurd assignment, right? Nick Hurts, mm-hmm. again, All-American first baseman. He's like, oops, oops, can't play. And it was kind of like Joe Ross for uh for uh for for for, uh whoa 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 whoa. sorry 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 sorry. either you get the reference either you get the reference or you don't i'm not going to explain it again but the point is is that jack winnay i remember being in all my being like what this is like what a ridiculous assignment and to that point um i was curious about him this year because it's like okay well it's not like he's a total schlub like he's at wake forest like he's clearly a guy um, and so to see him in the lineup, uh, as I believe he's been starting and left for Wake Forest, he had three homers this weekend against Dayton. You know, he's a regular age junior, like he's in the lineup. And I don't know if he's necessarily a big prospect, but like he's clearly not nothing. And the fact that they're forcing him into the lineup for and, and putting him in, in, in the corner outfield is, is kind of cool. And, and for, for his origin story to be that unfortunate appearance in Omaha uh, is quite cool. So I'm, I've got my eye on uh, Jack Winnay after his three homers this weekend. Yeah, speaking uh, of a cool origin story when something was broken, baseball barbecue started when a broken gill, grill fork. <laughs> baseball barbecue started when a broken grill fork and a cracked bat came together to make the perfect grill tool. Now, baseball barbecue makes patented bat handle barbecue tools and cutting boards that are licensed <laughs> licensed for best teams in college baseball. Fun and functional, baseball barbecue products are perfect for casual fans and serious grillers alike, and a great way to out-tailgate your rivals. Visit BaseballBarbecue.com slash D1Baseball to find the perfect grilling gift for the college baseball fan in your life. Now, gentlemen, would you like, oh my goodness, Jake, look at that baseball barbecue. Jake, what, what, what are you doing? Jake smiling. Jake smiling with his baseball barbecue. He's happy. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank He's you. happy. Thank we you. got life there. 
We got life. I don't think I don't think we do. I think I think Jake's stuck. So we'll move on to pitchers, uh, and Jake will come back to life at some point. Uh, Jake, uh, Steve, uh, who's your pitcher of the week? My pitcher of the week comes from Rice. Now he is not actually Rice. He is a Rice owl. <laughs> where <laughs> my pitcher of the week is J.D. McCracken, who threw a complete game shutout, only giving up six hits, surrendering one earned run and one walk, while collecting 11 Ks in 124 pitches. I, I just think this is such a good outing early in the season, too, because it's like, look, we're just getting started. We got to save this pen. You know, we got to protect the pen. We're going to go out there. And J.D. McCracken just absolutely shoved. He's been around the college game for a little while. He started his career at Tennessee, I believe, then transferred to Rice, and now he's playing his junior season there. But I, I've been really impressed with him. His first outing went really well as well. He has like a 2.5 ERA, I believe right now so i'm excited to watch him throughout the rest of the season there you go sticking with my austin jazz love uh, theme of of tennessee transfers i did not know that that's where he started but definitely a lefty pitcher to keep an eye on uh jake who is your pitcher of the week sorry guys i'm back i froze i was just i was so amped about steve's ad read that i went yeah, i yeah. malfunctioned it happens, happens to the best of us uh my pitcher is michael massey with mm. the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Um, I don't want to explain fastball shape right now. I'm not in the mood. Mm -hmm. But uh, Michael Matthews is very good. And, and if you see a bunch of hitters swinging under a heater, like over and over and over again, that means the fastball has a abnormal amount of ride and Michael Massey. I understand it was against Dayton, no shade to the flyers, but he looked otherworldly dominant in his outing <clears throat> against the flyers on Sunday, uh, four innings, nine strikeouts, two hits. He has allowed two hits and seven innings of work over the course of the year. The, the question with Massey, right. Is going to be, can he sustain his stuff over a longer outing? over a whole season he's transitioning from the bullpen from last year but as far as raw arsenal goes this guy is a monster um and if there's anybody i trust to get the most out of him it is wake forest's pitching coaches what was the uh did you get a sense for the velo in his dayton start um because i it was like not it was more like 92, 94 in his first. Yeah, start. I think it was like um, three to five. Three to five. But okay. the thing so about sure, him, yeah. so the thing about him, right, is like he's probably the velo is going to be lower than what it was last year in one inning spurts. But the fastball shape is so comically good that he can get away with throwing it in and at the top of the zone at the lower register. I think. Uh, I just wanted to say that. The first ACC weekend, we get Wake Forest uh, hosting Duke. So that will be an absolute delight to open up conference play. Uh, my pitcher of the week is LeBaron Johnson Jr. You already mentioned him earlier, Steve. This is a guy that I just don't really understand why he wasn't drafted last year. Um, just makes no sense to me. And now he will get drafted this year and will sign for much less. And maybe, maybe he'll sign for more than he was being offered last year. I could be wrong about that, but I just think he's awesome. And he was one of the best pitchers in college baseball down the stretch last year. Remember that that start he had against LSU was unbelievable. And so to see him succeed like this is like not at all remotely surprising. Um, and of course, part of that, that shutout weekend that the Longhorns uh, delivered this past weekend against Cal Poly, I believe it was. Uh, gentlemen, before we say goodbye, I just want to give Steve uh, some credit. Uh, update on the team's draft. Again, we all drafted. We drafted 10 teams, a uh, handful from the top 25, a handful from beyond the top 25. We will keep track of these wins records throughout the season. And Steve, you are absolutely running away with things through two weeks. <laughs> Jake, you had a better week this week. Um, you got eight no Alabama, so you can be feeling good about pretty about that. Tennessee, Wake Forest, they're doing their job. ECU with the big series win over UNC, mm. that was big for you. However, um, UConn and Louisville going over on the weekend. UConn and Louisville are not getting the job done. Penn opening up their season, they're not looking super great. That's um, a bad looking so, day. So, uh, Steve, on the I, quake. Sorry, show. Steve, were you going to say something? Or I'm just going to give the records and then we can say goodbye. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. That, that's, that's all. Long, long way to go. Right. 
I, you know, long, it, it's all about mentality in Jake's locker room. As long as he didn't pick two teams playing against each other this weekend, he did not lock himself in the bathroom this weekend. That's the important <laughs> thing. We have a couple matchups between some of our teams coming up. But anyway, Jake, your team. Now, Jake's teams also have played the fewest games. They've only played 65 games. But we're, Jake, we're getting into it. We're getting Jake, into it. Your, yeah. Jake's teams are, are 40 and 25. That's a 615 winning percentage. I, I get in at large with that. My squads, uh, depend, it depends on your SOS. Uh, my squads, <laughs> I've got undefeated Irvine and Duke, so I'm feeling good about those. My squads are 49 and 22 through Damn. 71 games. And Steve's, 60 and 12, okay, for an Steve's 833 hosting. winning percent. She's got undefeated Florida State, undefeated Indiana State, undefeated Virginia, 7 and 1 Oregon State, 7 and 1 South Carolina, 7 and 1 Troy. I mean, Steve is just absolutely <laughs> whooping on us right now so long way to go donkey nose ball man long way to go i am definitely worried about stanford in a big way i know they won today uh that was one of my later picks but anyway just want to update that because i'm having fun tracking it and we will do that at the end of every episode but that I is enough podcast that has yeah. no wins uh <laughs> no you don't what are you talking about no Louis- Did louisville win no louisville's got a couple louisville's got a couple yeah louisville's got a couple wins <laughs> Uh, they're two. They're two and four. Oh, okay, um, good, 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 good. Yeah. Jake, if we're golfing, you're killing it. Hell <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, so we'll keep an eye on uh, on that uh, uh, next week. But Steve, thank you for podcasting with us as always. Um, again, I, I we've gotten some good feedback. Seems like people are happy to have the show back. So, uh, Steve, why don't you why don't you close us out? Of course, this was another phenomenal week in college baseball. We had some absolute juggernauts going at it. We were very lucky to have these juggernauts going at it. And we were lucky that we weren't trapped in the bathroom all week with boring college baseball. But instead, we were trapped in the bathroom all week with very exciting college baseball. So make sure to tune in. And thank you so much, as always, for tuning into the Shot Factor podcast on the D1 Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you to our sponsors, Soldier Sports and Baseball Barbecue, for making this all possible. Baseball Barbecue, sorry for all the, you know, hiccups in the first ad read. The cues are tough. But... We are getting better as the season is going. Thank you all for tuning into the Shot Factor podcast. And we look forward to talking to you throughout the week as more college baseball happens. Bye. The Shock Factor podcast is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.